Lasting Love Podcast, presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love Podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana. As always, I'm your host, and today I want to have a conversation about long-distance relationships. Okay, and I think the first thing I want to say is that they can work, but there are some real serious things to think about if you are going to open yourself up to a long-distance relationship. There are some pitfalls. There are some questions that you need to ask. There are some things to consider. Okay, so because I've seen these things go terribly wrong and people get hurt. So, you know, sometimes I, I, I have to admit, sometimes I haven't been very much in favor of them. But that doesn't mean that they can't work. The, the, the reason why I really am in favor of them, given the right state of consciousness about it, the right way of going about it, is that I understand that for many people, it is pretty much the only option. Like, there are a lot of people who don't live in big populated cities or even people that don't live in small you know uh cities there are a lot of people that that live in places where there may not be very many or hardly any available people to date within hours of them you may live really in a rural area, a really small town where you know everybody and nobody's appropriate for you. So in those cases, yeah, you're you're going to have to consider a long-distance relationship. And then the other thing to mention is usually I think these long-distance relationships are going to happen via online dating. Right now, there may be an occasion where you're at an event somewhere, you're at a conference, you know, and someone is there or you're there from way out of town and you meet them and you flirt and there's some chemistry and you're like, wow, we want to see each other again. But you're from very different parts of the country or two, three, four hours away. So it can happen that way. But Usually I'm finding these things happen via online dating where you set up your range. And of course, all these online sites are different now. They're changing all the time. But usually you can specify your dating range. And sometimes people make those dating ranges, you know, very wide uh, across many, 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 many miles. Uh, I 
create this podcast in the United States and people can be in opposite sides of the country uh, and meet via online dating. Okay. So having said that, let me jump in and, and say a couple of things you need to think about. And the first is something that if you're doing any online dating, even if you're not interested in long-term relationships, you do need to put in your profile somewhere prominently what kind of relationship you want to be in. Like what are you looking to attract or experience in your efforts to meet someone online? Are you just interested in casual dating, you know, or, or even one night stands, you know, so, or are you interested in, you know, the traditional long-term committed monogamous relationship, whether or not you live together or get married, you know, you need, your profile always needs to state what kind of relationship you're trying to attract. Now, that doesn't mean that whoever reads it is going to pay attention to that, right? You might say, no, I want a long-term committed relationship and somebody might contact you and reach out to you, whether they're long distance or not. And you might find out that they're not interested in that. They're just interested in casual dating and hooking up and stuff like that. But if you do put it in your profile as to what you're looking for and what you're not interested in, you will give yourself a better chance of chasing away people who are not wanting the same kind of relationship. Okay, now, this is important in long-term relationships or long-distance relationships because with a long-distance relationship, you're going to be investing you know, some time, even though you might not be together three or four times a week like you might if you met someone locally, but you're going to be investing some time on the phone or Zoom or even in traveling. And you don't want to get involved with someone uh, only to find out that they want a very different future than you do. Right, So just to protect yourself from wasting your time and your energy and your money, and this really goes for really any kind of dating, whether it's long distance or short distance, you know, you want to find out, are, are, are we in general headed in the same direction? Do we want the same kind of future in terms of the relationship that we're interested in? Now, people say, well, how do you do that? Well, if you're doing online dating, it should say right there in your profile. It should just say, listen, I'm interested in meeting someone and the two of us fall in love and we commit to each other and we're monogamous and we spend the rest of our lives together. That is my dream. That's what I want. You could even say I'm really not interested in purely casual dating where we have a good time and maybe even great sex but there's not going to be a commitment made, right? So you need to do your best to know what it is you want and then to put it out there. And it is, in my mind, it is totally fair game and it is even reasonable that when you meet someone, 
that pretty early in the dating process, I mean, uh, first date, second date, you know, you got to be an adult here and perhaps bring up, hey, listen, you know, I feel some chemistry here. You know, you seem like a really great person and um, I'm really interested in getting to know you more. Um, and I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm not asking to see if you want to, you know, put a ring on it right away. But I, I'm sort of interested in what is your ultimate desire with a relationship? Are you willing to, you know, make a commitment at some point if it's right and maybe get married or be in a monogamous relationship? Or are you just kind of wanting to enjoy people and casually date and so forth? Like, So you can find the, your own words to describe this stuff, right? But you sort of need to bring up like, okay, what are we up to here? What do we both want? Because this is one of the major issues that makes people compatible, Right. I mean, if you've listened to some of my podcasts, you know that I rant and rave about compatibility in the sense that many people think about things uh, concerning compatibility that really don't matter. And they sort of don't notice a couple of things that really do. And with compatibility, you know, it really doesn't matter if you like the same music or the you know, the same kind of food or if you like the same sports or if you both like to travel or, you know, whatever it is. You know, what really matters is do you both want the same kind of relationship? <laughs> There's a fundamental incompatibility if one person just wants to kind of hang out and be casual but they're not interested in making a commitment and the other person is really interested in making a commitment and being a couple and you know spending the rest of their lives together right you can have a lot of things in common but if you don't have that in common you are fundamentally incompatible on the the deepest and I would maybe say the most important level Right, So you need to kind of find out, especially if you open yourself up to long-distance relationships, so you just don't waste a lot of time. Okay? Now, let me, let me get into what, what I have seen and what I perceive is the, the biggest issue with long-distance relationships. And I sort of want you to think about this and feel this, and I'm sort of asking it in kind of the form of a question. Okay. Oh, you know what? I forgot something else that I should mention here before we, we go forward. Um, and that is this. If you are doing long distance relationships, meeting someone online, or if you're open to that, if you're, yeah, if you're setting your profile in a certain way, or you're open to long distance relationship. One of the questions that you need to ask yourself and any person that you meet along the way is, are you willing to relocate or are they willing to relocate? You see what I mean with, with this? 
Like if you do want to meet someone and fall in love and be together and live together or get married or, you know, have any kind of a traditional kind of relationship, a monogamous kind of thing where you're doing life together. If you meet long distance at some point, somebody's going to have to move, right? I mean, unless you want to be in a long distance relationship and you live hours or hundreds or thousands of miles apart forever, um, which I doubt very many people want that. But if you, if you want to end up living with someone, doing life with someone, and you meet a long distance, well, then right at the very beginning, there should be a conversation about, okay, are you willing to move if things were to go great? If we fall for each other, if we're a great fit, are you willing to move or am I willing to move? Now, these are huge decisions because we're talking about possible career changes or issues with your job. We're talking about moving or selling your house and moving somewhere. We're talking about possibly moving away from established family and friendship relationships. If you have kids, you're talking about uprooting them and moving them somewhere, right? So this touches on the biggest issue is that if you meet somebody long distance and you sort of want to end up living together and doing life together, well, then someone's going to have to really turn their life upside down to make that happen. And so you better find out pretty early. You better know for yourself, okay, I'm open to long distance relationships, but I am not going to move. I have a job that I'm staying with. Um, I have kids. I've gone through a divorce. I'm not able to move my children away from their father or their mother, or I've got friends. I've got family. I've got circumstances where I'm not going to move. Great. Well, if you meet somebody online and they feel the same way, well, then you better not waste your time with them. Do you follow me? So you should find out, you know, from the very beginning, hey, Joe, hey, Sally, um, if this should go anywhere, are you willing to move to uproot your life and come to me because I can't move or vice versa, right? And if a person's not willing to move and you're not willing to move, well, then what are you doing? You're just completely wasting your time. You might kind of fall in love with them and then it's not going to go anywhere and now you're going to break your own heart, okay? So that's a, that's, that's a huge deal. If you make yourself open to long-distance relationships, you better find out if somebody is willing to move. And that leads me into my main thing. Okay, so if you meet somebody online or something or even even at a conference or an event and, you know, they're from, you know, a thousand miles away and they're in town and you just meet them, um, how does that work? Because... If you're going to get to the point where someone is going to say, I'm committing to you and I'm going to sell my house, I'm going to change my job, I'm going to move away from 
my family and friendship network that I have here, and I'm going to travel some distance, and I'm going to either live with you or buy a house there or get a job in your town, and I'm coming to you. In order to get to the place where you feel so sure about your relationship to take that big of a step, how does that work long distance? In other words, to get to the point where you believe in this relationship so much, where you know the person so well, and you have been through some things together to the point where you are completely trusting that this relationship is solid and we're on the same page, our commitments are aligned, our life purposes are aligned, the lifestyles we want to live are aligned. In other words, you have to really develop a relationship in order to be that sure of it that you will move across the country. Does that make sense? Now, how do you spend enough time together in order to determine that? Yes, I know that you can do FaceTime and Zoom or Skype and you can talk on the phone for hours. And yes, I know that you can travel once a month and jump on a plane and go see someone or jump in a car Friday afternoon and drive four or five hours and spend a weekend with someone. But in my mind, you'd have to, you need to spend quite a bit of time with someone before you should feel comfortable about uprooting your life. And when you're interacting long distance, I just don't know how you do that. Uh, that might take you a year, year and a half, maybe two years. Because one of the things that I think you need to do as a couple to know if you should either move in together or you know decide to get married or something like that is you need to have been through some shit together you, you know it it's easy just to meet someone and there's chemistry right and it the relationship is new and you know it's fun and it's usually highly sexual but you haven't you haven't gone through anything together yet like you haven't no one's lost their job nobody's had a real health issue no one's had some real difficulty in their life where there's been a lot of drama or some conflict you know maybe you haven't had a really big fight as a couple or a financial challenge or something. It's those difficult times where you see each other's metal. It's where you see kind of the real person you're in a relationship with. It's when the shit hits the fan. Death in the family, financial issues, maybe you know a, a real serious argument or conflict in your lives something to do with your kids or you know somebody loses a job and you see a person go through a stressful situation a challenging situation that's when you get to actually see who the person really is 
right? You're not blinded by the chemistry. You're not blinded by their attractiveness. And you're, you're seeing the reality of the human being and the reality of how your relationship functions when the going gets tough. You're seeing kind of how you fight, how you handle conflict, how you work through an issue. See, I can't imagine moving in with someone or getting married or moving across the country to be with someone until you've gone through stuff like that. And, you know, this is why any relationship expert or really any person that gives it a little thought would caution someone about meeting someone and moving in or getting married in anything less than six months. And that's if you're seeing each other potentially four or five times a week. You just don't meet someone and run off to Vegas and get married, right? I mean, because because you don't know them. You 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 know what I mean? You, you get my drift there? Like, if you're going to do a relationship in kind of a sane way, um, you don't move in together very quickly and you, you don't get married very quickly. You want to give it some time. You want to live some life together. You, you want to get to know each other, right? Okay. I'm just saying, how do you do that when it's long distance? Because you're not seeing each other very much. And I, I'm sorry, I don't put a whole lot on what we talk on the phone or we FaceTime or we Zoom. You know, every night we Zoom for an hour. Yeah, uh, yeah, that ain't the same as seeing someone regularly in person and going through some stuff and watching them handle stress and conflict and drama and, and having them see it in you and so forth, right? So, that's that's the question I have. How do you get to the place where you can trust that this relationship is solid enough that you're willing to pick up your life and move across the country and set up life with that person? I've just heard too many people, they meet someone online and they fall for them and blah, blah, blah. And they move over there. They get there and within weeks they break up because they didn't know kind of what this person was like day in and day out. It's like every time they saw them, everybody's always on your best behavior, right? If, see, if you're dating long distance, let's say you spend one weekend a month together and then you're on the phone all the time. You're always on your best behavior, right? You're, you're always going to be looking your best and being your best because it's kind of so rare that you're around each other. So like, you're not going to over drink. You're not going to show your temper. You're not going to kind of manifest any neuroticness that you have and you do have it. I have it. Everybody's got neuroticness, Right. But, you know, in the romance phase of a relationship, the definition of the romance phase is people are faking it. I mean, not in a malicious way, not in a maybe even a conscious way. It's just in the beginning, everybody looks great. I mean, nobody's running around in a T-shirt and boxer shorts. Nobody's kind of unkept and unshaved, you know. 
nobody's you don't see somebody's house when it's all sloppy and like it is normally you know so in the romance phase you're kind of putting your best foot forward well that's phony it's not the real you it's not the real day in and day out when the guard is let down dynamic right I think you need to see that before you decide to move in with someone, before you decide to move across the country. So that's my question. How do you get to know someone enough? How do you, how can you really establish trust in the relationship, its ability to handle difficulties and conflict and so forth? How do you get there when you're not going to see each other very much? I just think the way you would get there is it would take you a long time to be ready to move, right? In a normal situation where you're seeing each other regularly, maybe within six to nine months, especially if you're over the age of 40 and you've sort of, you know, sometimes when you're younger, you might be naive about some things and others. Then the older you get, the wiser you get, you know what I mean? Like um, that might not be fair. Um, but you know, six to nine months or maybe nine months to a year is sort of what I, if, I mean, if I'm coaching someone and they're going to get married and they've only known the person for eight months, Ooh, I'm just like, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but there's something in me that, that doesn't feel great about that. But if you're close to nine months or a year, you know, Okay. Think of it mathematically. How much time have you spent with that person and what have you gone through in those nine months to a year? When you're living long distance, it might take you a year and a half or two years to have the same amount of actual face time with a person where you're together, you know, I mean, face to face, physically and able to go through things. Again, if you've seen somebody, you know, one weekend a month, that's really different than you're able to see someone four or five times a week. Just do the math on that in terms of the amount of days and time you're together. Now, maybe I'm being too conservative. I don't know. But I've just, again, I've heard people getting their hearts broken. I've heard people move across the country and then the relationship falls apart. And then you're stuck in this new town you don't know anybody and maybe your job is up in the air. Uh, now you got to find a new place to live or something and it can just be a nightmare. So I guess that's what I want to say about long distance relationships. Yeah, they can work, but you better have your eyes open. You better find out when you first meet someone, do you want the same relationship? You better find out pretty damn early are you willing to move or am I willing to move? Because otherwise we're wasting our time here. And then you, you need to see the relationship go through some trouble and some bumps and some roadblocks and some issues to see if the relationship is really solid. And then I just asked that question. Uh, how do you do that long term? And how much time does it take to feel absolutely sure that this relationship is solid so that you pick up 
and move or that you allow the other person to pick up and move to you and so forth. Okay. So those are just questions and it, you just take them. And if you consider them, maybe if you talk about them with a person you're meeting online, that's long distance, I would say share this podcast link with them. I might do that really early. You meet somebody that's long distance and you can tell there's lots of chemistry and you're really excited about it and you know, you're thinking about them all day and you can't wait to, to get on the computer or on your phone later that night. Maybe you ought to put this podcast out there between the two of you right from the get-go and have an honest adult conversation about this um, and see where the two of you stand. And just doing that might tell you a lot about the relationship, about the way you handle that, about the way you communicate around these issues, whether they're taken seriously or whether somebody just, ah, we'll figure it out. You have to think about all that stuff. That's too complicated. Nah. Eh. Well, I don't know if I trust a person that would take an issue like this too uh, haphazardly or not very seriously. Okay, so I think I'll wrap up there. I don't really know much else to say about the particulars of long-distance relationships, you know, other than that. Um, but if there if there are issues or questions that you have that I'm just not thinking of right now, hey, you, you know, listening to this podcast that. I want this to be a two-way communication. So please send me your questions. Um, maybe I'll learn something so that when I do further podcasts on topics related to this, I'll be able to add more nuance and add more pertinent information. So if you have questions or concerns or you want to run something by me, that's what I'm here for. I, I'm not here, even though this is a solo podcast usually, I really don't want it to be just me talking to you. I'd love for you to talk to me. I'd love for you to consider working directly with me and so forth. Now, maybe I'll close by saying this. No matter if you're doing long-distance dating or short-distance dating, the major issue to ask yourself is, am I in good enough relationship shape? to make a relationship work no matter if it's local or in some other part of the world. It really doesn't matter if you're out of shape, if you're not relationally fit, if your relationship muscles are not strong, then it doesn't matter where you meet someone or how you meet someone, you're probably going to repeat the same patterns that you have in the past. So, as always, the number one question is, am I ready for something real? And if you've never taken my relationship fitness self-assessment test, it's found on my website, coachingwithroy.com. You should take that short quiz. It's a 30-question true-false quiz. takes you about three, four minutes to take. You get your results immediately. They're absolutely confidential. But... It will tell you how relationally fit you are, how ready you are to create a healthy, sustainable relationship 
whether it's with someone who lives down the street or someone who lives 5,000 miles away. Okay? So I'll wrap up the podcast after that little mini rant. And of course, you can always reach me at Roy at coachingwithroy.com. My phone number is 407-687-3387. That's my cell. And yeah, you can just call me directly, seriously. And of course, coachingwithroy.com is my website. It's where you find out all kinds of info on me and my books and my coaching and that relationship fitness self-assessment test. All right. So I will say goodbye for now. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to be a part of this podcast. I hope you share it with your friends if you find it meaningful. And I'll see you next time on the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.